Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. And welcome back to The Demon Inside. It's a story shaking our community to the core. A North Phoenix man who admits to killing his own 12-year-old brother. Some new details are just coming out, each one more disturbing than the last. Police now have a theory. The child was playing video games when he was stabbed to death. The suspect's reasoning to officers, he felt like killing. ABC 15's Nohelani Graf digging deeper into Andrew Ward's criminal history. She's live at the jail. Nohei, this is the kind of story you, you go home and you're still thinking about it at night. It, it sounds like what you've discovered in the last 24 hours is he had quite a rap sheet. Yes, Katie, before he was brought to the 4th Avenue jail here, criminal records show that he had a history with drugs, resisting arrest, two separate assault charges, once when Andrew Ward was 19, again when he was 23. And in fact, his family admitted to police at the scene last night that he had threatened them before. Good afternoon, Your Honor. Less than 24 hours after admitting to police that he stabbed his 12-year-old brother in cold blood, we see 27-year-old Andrew Ward for the first time facing a judge. As you have been arrested for murder in the first degree. A million-dollar bail set ordered to stay away from the rest of the family. Ward stays silent, but the official police report speaks volumes. His family telling officers he'd threatened them many times, mostly his mother, and he struggled with depression. In fact, when Ward went to this Circle K to call 911, the report says he told dispatch, quote, Honestly, I just felt like killing. He specifically asked to be taken to a mental hospital, not jail. Little comfort to those who knew Austin Tapia. It's just a sad excuse. I mean, he's got some problems, but... Family friends try to focus on his past. A happy, active boy. Couldn't help but love him. Great hugs, just... He's gonna be missed so much. Ripped away from his mother, sisters, who are now grieving two losses. Austin, who they'll never see again, and Andrew, who they'll only see behind bars. <laughs> Austin School, Paseo Hills, sent out this letter to families today. The principal expressing his sorrow, but also offering some very helpful tips so that your kids can cope with this. A few that stand out. You have to talk this out. You have to find out what your kids are thinking, how they're feeling. Give them a way to express what they're feeling. Maybe give them a way to draw or write about it. Also, spend some extra time together playing before bed, reading before bed. Lots of extra hugs are in order. That will help reassure your kids during this time. And you want to be mindful when you're watching the news. Be aware that your kids are not focused 
on the TV when this story comes up. And really, those tips can apply to parents beyond Paseo Hills because, Katie and Steve, you'll remember that this is the same school district, Deer Valley, that just lost two teenagers to a murder-suicide just last week. Yeah, it's so hard as a parent when you don't have the answers to the questions they're asking either. It doesn't make sense. Hello, my Demon Insiders. Today, we will be talking about the Demon Inside... Andrew Ward. Andrew was a 27-year-old man who lived at home with his mother and half-brother and sisters. Andrew had become very scary to the family. He had mental issues as well as a temper. Ward's family reported that he suffered from depression and had a history of domestic violence in the home. His criminal history consisted of DUI, assault, marijuana possession, and resisting arrest. His family was so fearful and so afraid of him that when he purchased a large box that resembled a rifle box and brought it home and ran up to his room and closed the door, his sister felt that it was necessary to call 911. Please, this is Nicole. How may I help you? Hi, Nicole. Um, um, is there any way you can, like, check my brother's room or anything? Because um, we feel really, really unsafe because we're not sure what he bought. Um, okay, what do you mean, what he bought? He, like, is really mentally unstable. So we're afraid he bought something that could possibly harm us. Okay, and where is he right now? In his room. He's 28 years old. Okay, and who's there with you? My mom, but he won't let us in the room to see what he bought, and we're scared. And What's we your just address? Want Is that a house? Yeah. We just want a police officer to come and check his room. I mean, I can send an officer out to come talk to you guys, but I can't guarantee that they're going to go into his room and search his room. You guys can't come in and search his room? I, I don't know. I'm not an officer. I can send an officer to you, and they can talk to you, but like I said, it, it's going to be up to them. They, I mean, if they feel like they need to go in there and talk to him, then I feel to talk to him. But I don't think they're going to be able to just search his room. Um, then, I don't know. I mean, has he threatened you guys or done anything? Um, no, he's just, he's kind of, I don't know how to describe He's kind of crazy. He, like, is seeing a psychiatrist, and he just got, like, paid $400, and he blew it all. And um, he came through the door. And um, really sketchy. I went straight to his room. It looked like a box. I don't know what rifles come in. If it's like a box or something. I'm not sure. I just wanted an officer to come and see what, um, to check his room. Right. I understand what you want, but I'm letting you know. I can send an officer to you, but I mean, I can't guarantee they're just going to go in and search his room because he's not doing anything. He hasn't committed a crime. He's not threatening you guys. He's not doing anything. He's just in his room. So if he comes out with a rifle and kills himself, then... I mean, if he's, if he's threatening you with a weapon or he's saying threats, then that's different. But you're telling me he's not threatening you in any way. He just went out and made a purchase, and now he's in his room. He's not harming anyone. He's not doing anything wrong being in his room. Okay, I guess I'll have to wait until he does something. Thank you. It's chilling to think that the little girl that called 911 knew something was going to happen. 
Unfortunately, there was nothing the police could do. I think maybe if the police would have been allowed to go to the house, kind of check up on him, just walk into the doors, which I know the family would have probably let them in, gone to his bedroom, knocked. Maybe he might have let them in. Maybe he wouldn't have. Who knows? If they would have gone inside, maybe they could have evaluated his state of mind. Maybe they could have done something that might have helped this young man. Maybe even sent him to the hospital. But since that didn't happen, the next day tragedy would hit. The very next day. So, on March 12, 2014, Andrew's mother and sisters left the house leaving Andrew and his brother uh, at home where they were playing video games. Not long after they left, Andrew calls 911 from a guy who was at the store down the street from his house. Uh, He just asked to borrow a phone and call 911. Take a listen to this. Phoenix 911, where's your emergency? Uh, I need you to come pick me up. What's the address of the emergency? Uh, I'm at Circle K, but the emergency is at 21448 North 34th Drive. Is that a house or an apartment there? It's a house. What's the emergency there? Uh, I'd rather not not say. Okay, well, if you're calling 911, it's my job to find out, so I need to know what the emergency Uh, is. I think uh, it's uh, murder. What makes you think that? Because I uh, stabbed someone. Okay. And where are you at? I'm at Circle K on 35th Avenue in Deer Valley. And who is this that you stabbed? Hugo Austin Chabia. Where did you stab him at? Uh, the, uh, I think I stabbed him in the chest and in the neck and in the head. Okay. And who is this person? Uh, this is Hugo Chabia's son. But how do you know him? Uh, he lives in the house with me. Oh, okay. So he's your roommate? Uh, he's a family, or he's a, he's a relative. Okay. Is he like a cousin, or? He's, uh, he's, uh, basically kind of like a brother. Okay. And what happened? Were you guys fighting, or what was going on? Um, honestly, uh, I just felt like chilling. Okay. Have you been drinking or doing any drugs or anything uh, like that? No, I have not. Okay. So you guys weren't arguing or anything like that? Nope. Okay. That was a kill for a U.S. Marshal. Okay. And what's your name, sir? My name is Andrew Ward. Are you at the front of the Circle K? I'm inside the store. Okay. And what are you wearing? What color shirt and pants? Uh, I'm wearing a black shirt uh, and uh, gray pants. I cannot pants but shorts. Gray shorts. Okay. Do you have any weapons on you? Any nice guns? I sure do. Okay. What do you have on you? I have a... uh, I have a knife, a Batman knife. Okay. Is it like a steak knife, a butcher knife? Swiss blade. Okay. Is it in your pocket or are you holding it out? It's in my, it's in my pocket. Okay. Which pocket is it in? Uh, I believe uh, my right pocket. Okay. I'm, right. I'm using someone else's phone and they have to leave. Okay. You want to just pick me up here? Can you let them know that it's 911? So if they could just hang on just a minute, it won't be too, too long. We're just going to come talk to you, okay? But if All you right, could then. just stay on the phone, because I want to make sure we get to the right place, okay? All right. I'm on the phone for a little bit, because you have to talk to me. 
Just let him know it's 911, okay? Uh, he said uh, he can't be late for class. Okay, can you hand the phone to him really quickly? Sure. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello? Sir, this is the Phoenix Police. It's really important, and I understand you have to get to class, but this is a very important situation. Well, I mean, he gave you the address of where he's at. You can call that. I understand, but it has to do with him entering. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I helped out as much as I could. I was the only one who was on the phone. Thank you. It's not much help, but thank you. you Your cars have engines. You can get here faster than that. Okay, well, I'm not going to argue with you, so thank you. Do discovered in blood, so I think you would get over here quick. We are as quickly as we can, but I don't want to let a suspect go. I like to keep them on the phone to make sure we get the right person. Yeah, I, I mean, I would, I, I would be more than willing to stop over here if you wanted to, like, okay with that school or something like that. But I, I don't know. What to I'm sure you. the officers like, will do as much as they can to help you without excuse. I'm positive that they will help you in this situation. Okay. So well, as long as you can help me out, that would be amazing, and I would greatly appreciate your help. Okay, well, all right. So, well, you guys are on the way over here then? As fast as we possibly can. We are absolutely on the way. I just want to keep him talking because it's the best thing I can do right now. All right, well, uh, we'll leave my phone with him, and you can have one of the officers get the phone and then bring it to me at the school then, Where do you go to school, and I'll make sure that happens. MMI, the motorcycle mechanic school right down the road. Is there a certain room we need to go to? Um, What room are we in? We're do you want to write that down? Absolutely. I have all of that information. You have no idea how much I appreciate you helping, and I'll make sure that gets back to you, okay? Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Hi, Andrew. Hi. I just wanted to make sure we stayed on the phone, okay? All right. All right. Just let me know. Uh, you honestly, I, that was the kill for U.S. Marshal because I support U.S. Marshal. Oh, okay. That's what it is? That's what it is. Okay. Did you work for them at all? Um, honestly, it's classified. Okay, you don't have to tell me. Was there anybody else at the house? Uh, nobody else. Okay. And just let me know when you see the officers again. They just want to talk to you, okay? All right. You want me to stay on the phone with you? If you can, if you don't mind. Have you taken any kind of drugs or anything like that today? Not today. Okay. Do you normally at all? Um, I'm actually, I think I'm clean. You are? Oh, okay, that's good. What did you used to take? Uh, I'd rather not say. Okay, you don't have to. Just making but, conversation. Uh, I'd rather not say for that, uh, for that uh, question. No, nope, uh, you don't have to answer. It's not a problem, okay? Are you right, hurt are the at cops all? Like, uh, honestly, uh, I, uh, I, uh, actually, I don't think I'm that hurt. I mean, I might have, like, a little bit, I'm a little bit uh, cut. But, a little uh, cut. But, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not bleeding, I don't think. Okay, so you don't have to I don't know. There's, there's blood every, there's blood. There's blood everywhere? Yes. Okay. Well, you just let me know if you're injured and you need medical attention, okay? Because I want to help you out. Um, am I going to the mental hospital or am I going somewhere else? You know what? I am not an officer, so none of that is up to me. What we want to do is just help you, okay? That's our job. Are you still inside the Circle K or did you go outside? I'm still inside Circle K and okay. I see, uh, I see uh, um, the SUV. Should I walk outside? Um, you know what? Let me ask them what they want you to do, okay? All right. I'm just going to ask them real quick, okay? All right. All right. So you do see the officers outside? I see the officers. Okay. Go ahead and walk outside. If you want to stay on the phone, you can, or if you want to hang up, that's okay. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to The Demon Inside. After this 911 call is placed... 
the police arrest Andrew Ward at the convenience store. When questioned by police, Ward told them, and I quote, Honestly, I just felt like killing, end quote. Less than a month later, on April 2nd, Ward attacked and killed his cellmate. Ward attacked cellmate Douglas, Douglas Walker. Ward is accused of stabbing Walker's eyes with a pencil, trying to cut his throat with a hard plastic card, and blocking his breathing passages by jamming a plastic bag containing a peanut butter sandwich down his throat. Investigators said Ward confessed to the killing. Police suggested in a probable cause statement in 2014 that Ward may be an addict and mentally ill. When he called the police for his brother's murder, he asked to go to a mental hospital instead of jail. Ward told investigators after killing a cellmate, he had felt threatened. And voices told him, let me repeat that, and voices told him there was a death warrant. Either he or his cellmate would have to die. When asked if the voices were real or in his head, Ward answered, and I quote, I just heard what I heard, end quote. Ward reportedly admitted to a play-by-play of the attack in an interview with detectives and told investigators that he had no regrets, according to a sheriff's statement. I believe that Andrew Ward was possessed, and let me tell you why. Of course, he had a mental deficiency. Sure, he could have probably controlled it with pills, but you have to think of it this way. Demons are going to tell you that you don't need the pills. You can do it yourself. They don't want you binding them or keeping them down. Because without you, without the host, they're nothing except air, you know? All they can do is tell you what to do or how to do it or drive you insane by doing it. And if he would have been taking those pills, maybe he might have been able to stop whatever he was thinking about doing or what he did. But in reality, the demons are always going after weak-minded, drug-addicted, alcohol-addicted people, angry people, people that they feed off of. They feed off of fear and anger and depression and all these other energies that are dark. And when they feed off of them, they gain their power and they take over. And even if it's for a second or a minute or a day or whatever, once the demon gets a hold of you, it doesn't take long for you to destroy your whole life. It doesn't take long for them to convince you that there is only one way to do things. Some people that have um, suicidal tendencies do not see any other way except through a suicide. And that's the demon putting those blinders on you 
so that you can't see the good of the world. You can't see the good that you can do to see that there is God or a higher deity that wants you to be happy and alive. And instead, it's this dark, grisly thing that wants you to feel like you are worthless, to make you feel like you cannot do things on your own, to make you feel like no one loves you, no one cares about you, no one needs you, you're worthless. Nobody in this world is worthless, people. Nobody. Everybody is worth something. And the minute you give in to these, whatever your worth is, is taken away from the rest of us. So before you start feeling depressed and that you want to do something to yourself, think of this. You're not only hurting yourself, but you're hurting everyone around you. Remember, suicide is not a way to go. Murder is not a thing to do. And you need to realize that it's this dark energy that's taking over you before it's too late. Because by the time it's too late, the demon inside is taken over and you have no choice. Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time. If I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.